0: welcome back to the weld.com podcast have you created your free member profile yet on our new site don't forget to head over to weld.com so you can post technical questions get advice from our panel of advisors and engage with others in the community within the forum Now let's get into this week's episode and get into the thick of it. If you don't watch TikTok, I'm sorry. That's a mom joke. This week's presenting sponsor is Como Caps. They're a family-owned business based in Louisiana, and they're well-known for their welder's caps. They take a lot of pride in inspecting every cap twice before it ships from their facility, and they also do a lot of market research to create new designs to include in their assorted bundles. Our hosts so far have loved the fit and the style. And right now, we actually have an exclusive coupon code for you to use at checkout. If you go to www.comocaps, it's dot com, and use our code WELD10 at checkout, you'll save 10%. Bob Moffitt. I found out. I found out where you are.
1: Well, keep it a secret.
0: So, what have you no, been I'm, up to lately? Everybody keeps asking. Oh, you know, uh,
1: what have I been up to? I am working my tail off. Just, I mean, I'm seriously trying to get everything back to back situated, so I can be productive again. Um, I moved and uh, kind of getting some things through storage, going through antiques. Uh, I'm amazed at some of the stuff that I've acquired over the years from my my mom and dad tools and antiques and silver and all that kind of stuff. And I've just been cleaning and reorganizing and trying to simplify my life, actually, which seemingly is a full-time job these days.
0: How long did you live in the house that you just moved from?
1: Oh, it was 17 years. 17 years I was in there.
0: I'm sure you acquired quite a bit of things, and that's a long time ago. Uh, definitely place.
1: did. You know, you find out just exactly how much stuff you own when you move, you know? Yeah. And then it's, oh, uh, well, I'll box that up. I'll use that later on, which actually I have been using a lot of stuff. I've been repurposing and recycling things, and it's actually been kind of fun. A uh, build and repair and do stuff, you know, welding-wise, fabricate stuff that is – easy and functional you know to me anyway Mm -hmm. so i'll give you an example you you got the the dish soap in a sponge brush on your kitchen sink
2: Mm
1: -hmm. yeah what's it stay in they don't make holders for those i do i built a piece of stainless plate small cut a tube on a diagonal drilled a hole in the bottom of it so it drained and i hang my my uh soap deal over it and it drains into the sink and not out onto the edge and my hand brush in there just little stuff like that. You know, it was a functional item so.
0: Keep you busy, huh? Uh,
1: well, yeah. I mean, I'm not looking for projects to do, but well when they pop up, I'll I'll try to get one done, knock it out real quick and go from there.
0: I thought you were going to say that you're bored.
1: Oh man, I I'm not bored at all. I'm uh and I'm not looking to get rid of any work or anything. I don't I'm just kind of just kind of doing it you know i'm not i've been around i've been here but uh it's just trying to get my myself and my situation and everything just get it back to normal and uh get ready for the next school year
0: yeah so what's going on with um your channel i wanted to know if you could give us an update about when we can expect um to see a video on let's weld something
1: Mm. Really soon, uh, I keep saying that, but we have we shot some incredibly good footage, had some great collaborations. A uh, little hiccup there with a little, little uh, communication teamwork effort there kind of fell through. So uh, I got to go back and do some other shots to support the footage that we that we've already done and have somebody else edit it. That's where it's at, both. So hopefully. Uh, you know, I want to say within a couple of weeks, we're up and going.
0: Nice. Do you want to tell us what the first episode's about?
1: Well, the first episode, I, I kind of reserved for my son and I, oh, nice. you know, he came in here and he was, uh, he was going to go interview at a, a place that builds some really high end motor coaches and they required some flux core wires and, some of which he hadn't run in in a while, hadn't practiced up on them. So we kind of, we just did a session on that. It's typical. It happens all the time with me. People will ask, they'll get hold of me and they'll say, Hey, I got a test tomorrow. Of course, my first response is, have you practiced at all? No. Uh, But you know, if you haven't had the chance to run a particular type of wire and you need to go through the settings and figure out the little quirks and nuances of a of a product in a a flux core wire, then may need to come in and practice. We need to set up the scenarios and maybe duplicate the weld procedure test or something. And that's what we did with John Michael. And it, uh, it, I mean, it went smoothly. We just needed some, apparently we needed some other shots. There were some audio issues with the shotgun mic and that kind of stuff. But other than that, I kind of wanted the first issue to be, First video to be with my son, but it doesn't have to be. Uh, there's another longtime supporter of the program here that is actually a board member here at the college. He's president of the board now. He did, we collaborated on a cast iron repair. And the gentleman sat down and repaired some cast iron with cast iron rod and also with some, oh, it's gonna, certanium. It was sertanium that he did it with uh very interesting to watch him work. This guy is just a wealth of knowledge. I have watched him rebuild a a big bulldozer uh, old time bulldozer had a gasoline engine to start the diesel engine, and John Michael was young at that time and he they both got up on that thing. They went cat skinning across the property there and they were they were bulldozing trees and all kinds of stuff. This guy can rebuild anything. He knows a lot about welding. He knows a lot about fabrication, machining. Uh, he's a great resource for me to latch on to. But... And then we had uh, Mr. Dabs Wellington in the house again. Uh, he was here two years ago. And I let him do demonstrations here at the college for my class. Uh, and while I was cutting him a project out for him, designing a fire pit for him, and, uh, I mean, those are options. Any of them could be the first video. Uh, just needs to be a first video, doesn't it? Yeah. You need to get, get one out there and get it going. Yeah.
0: It's, there's a lot more involved behind the scenes that people don't realize. The audio, oh, the camera man. angles, getting the weld puddle. It's, yeah. it's all a lot.
1: Well, yeah. And it's, you know, everybody thinks it's super simple just to, you know, do one. Now granted there's people that are doing their channel off of their phone and that's fine. They do some really, really good uh effective videos off their phone and that's fine. I need somebody to follow me around all day. You could get I mean three fourths of the day be bloopers and then there'd be some serious uh some serious footage there, some, some cool stuff, but it's it's hard to shut everything down, set all the equipment up, record go back and edit it yourself and clean it up but that's where it's going that's what's going to happen so
0: yeah well that's exciting though um we will definitely share it for you whenever it comes out and i'm looking forward to watching as well well thank you so so on um youtube i'm gonna read you some comments that i've seen lately just about you um so there was one guy that said that um this was recently whenever you were on like our one instagram live He said, glad to see Bob again. Pretty sure I've seen every one of your videos on weld.com. I love the way that you teach. And then another guy said, glad to see Bob teaching on YouTube again. We missed your teaching style. Um, They're looking forward to seeing more from you. And there was another guy who said, I sure miss Bob. I wish I had a shop teacher like him. I would have been far more advanced in the field because at 58 years old, he still makes me want to learn. And then you had someone else who said, Bob, I'm 49 years old. I'm a big proponent of the trades as I have made a living most of my life in the trade. I'm currently waiting for school to start back up because my local college is allowing me to take welding classes for free. I plan on getting certified working as a welder for a couple of years, and then going into teaching for high school. Thank you, sir, for all of your knowledge. So, I mean, we see comments all the time, you know, where's Bob? We miss Bob. How does that make you feel like whenever you go and you see these comments and you read them, what does it make you feel?
1: <clears throat> it sets me back a little bit. I'm, I'm humbled. I'm touched. Uh, it definitely yanks some heartstrings. Uh, I mean, it's the whole reason that I got into teaching a long time ago was to, was to build a better uh, staff and crew that I was working on and uh, doing some contracting and refinery and doing some pipeline work for Williams Pipelines around the Midwest. It, I, you know, I got into it just to, to always try to share and better things, better things around you, better things to quality, make it easier. Uh, and I, you know, I read stuff like that before and it's like, wow. I mean, I'm just touched. Uh, I got up one morning early. I didn't know all these messages were even in my phone, uh, on Instagram back in the requested, or maybe it was Facebook. I don't, I don't remember where I found them, but they were like request messages that I hadn't even approved. Didn't know they were there when I didn't get a notification on because of my phone settings, I guess, but. And they were from all over the world, Italy, Denmark, uh, England, and I mean, everywhere. And I'm going, wow, I'm sitting here about to cry. You know, everybody, I didn't know they cared that much, you know. And uh, So it's humbling. I, I don't take it for granted. Uh, I tried to express that to the previous owners about helping folks and whatnot, and it was passed on. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I try to get back with everybody. I, I always have. And it's uh, it's difficult time-wise, but, uh, you know, I read comments like that before, and I'm still reading them these days. People are still reaching out to me, uh, and it's it's humbling, and I'll definitely try to help if I can. I've I've done a lot of stuff here at the college locally out in the shop. People will get a hold of me with a real problem that they're having an issue with, and I'll mock it up. And I'll get them live on camera and we'll go through it. We'll we'll try to figure it out together. Right. And it's uh it's worked out well, I guess. I'm you know, I try I, I don't know everything. I do have some other resources like the gentleman that I I mentioned earlier, uh, shooting footage with them, collaborating, and there are some other people that are scattered around around the country that I've worked with in the past. So, you know, reach out to those resources if I get stumped, if I don't know something, if I don't can't look it up here or don't have everything at my fingertips, I'll reach out to those people. And, and, uh, I'll say guys, some of them are girls, you know, some of them are just a wealth of knowledge and, and, uh, try to keep in contact with them at all times.
0: My favorites, whenever they say, where's Bob? And then you do pop in on the comments and you say, I'm right here. That's my favorite.
1: <laughs> right, right here watching, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I do, I mean, I, I try to faithfully, you know watch all the new stuff if i can if i can get to it and uh i get a kick out of those some of those too and and uh you know i put some of those comments out and they don't respond back you know they miss it they don't go back and check their own i guess i don't i don't know but it is fun to get get in touch with folks like that
0: so if you had to think back to the videos that you've done with weld.com and the different projects you were a part of can you think back and tell me like what would have been your favorite project that you were a part of
1: oh yeah absolutely anytime I could throw sparks and and uh, <laughs> make the camera guy uncomfortable it was a great day for me no I'm kidding I'm uh,
0: that. Uh, <laughs> he'll love hearing that
1: <laughs> I, I like to fry the camera guy you know Oh man, I tell you what there was some there were some really cool ones that never you'll never see them. You'll never see them. They're not going to be put out. They they were experiments, they were tests. They were uh you know, hey, let's take let's take this product here and see what it's really all about. Let's compare it with some other brand. I'm not going to mention any brand names or anything like that, but you know, we did a lot of stuff like that. And it was uh it was a controlled environment. We didn't we Negated the variances that could pop up. So everything was straightforward. And, you know, I think those were the, the funnest. And I, you know, when I read this, uh, this, uh, question here, whatever this comment, something that I'm going to comment on there, I, it got my brain spinning. I mean, there's so many of them and they're all good. They're all cool. They're, uh, I try to treat, treat them all equal. Mm-hmm. I can say this. I've had people walk up to me at Fabtech and introduce themselves and it just blows me away. Uh, the, I mean, it's just, it's humbling. Yeah. And I, I know that there was a couple of interviews that I did that I, apparently the footage got lost. I don't know. Uh, but wow. Uh, I mean, just Chandler Vincent was one of them. Chandler represented the United States took fifth that year in world competition. Mm-hmm. He was one point behind anybody between first and fifth, I think was one point. And he described everything that, was, that he went through and everything and the, and the quality and the judging and all that stuff. One point between first and fifth. And it just blew my mind. But, Beyond that, it was his story, his personal story, that really set me back. I talked to him in about thirty seconds, and I told the I told the camera guys, "You better turn this. You better record this. You better you better get this. You have to get this." And it was uh, it was a heart touching story. And he's a great guy. He's out in Utah. He got his own business now. Um, so he's a good guy. Rush Kane walked up to me, introduced himself, handed me what looked to be shell casings from a 22 turned out to be little ink Inconel pieces of tubes that he was putting caps on with a sinker wave or some, you know, big machine that doesn't have a bunch of controls on it. And I'm looking at that and I'm going, gee, knee, that's fine quality. And it was crazy how good they were. And then uh, folks like David Blackburn walk up to me in Vegas, introduce themselves, And we've been, we've been friends ever since. Everybody thinks we're going to fight, but I'd give him the shirt off my back. I've been wanting to, been wanting to go out and sweep the shop floor for him. You know, be a grunt. He's just a great guy. There's a bunch of them, so in that respect, I don't know that I could as out come out and say what's my favorite. Uh I don't know. I'd say a lot of the late night goofy footage we were shooting in here and in uh, the the one on one type, how to how to run a straight line or how to run a straight beat or something in here. Right. You know, I, who would have thought that a video like that would get 5.5 million plus views? Yep. It was just a, hey, you know, get this together because this, this, this is the ground floor of your stick welding. So pay attention, run straight beads. Wow, that thing's still being seen and commented on.
0: Yeah. Oh, it is because I'm um, doing a top ten most watch countdown route ra- right now on um, Instagram Reels and on TikTok, and I'm almost positive not to spoil it, but I'm pretty sure that's number one. Is it really? Oh yeah. And I I'm pretty sure that it's over a million views now.
1: Oh goodness sakes. Yeah,
0: it's it's an I, insane amount of views on that one.
1: I remember uh, 2017, I believe it was. Came back. Well, actually. I did a couple of them before we left for FabTech. Did an uphill and a downhill. You know the the no look route passes on pipe where you just raise your hood and whatnot. I did one uphill, did one downhill. I came back from FabTech and I distinctly remember getting down on one knee and I said, "Shout out to the veterans," uh, and shout out to my dad. My dad was a POW in Stalag Three, mm-hmm. and. And then I, I did this horizontal root pass, and toward the end of the video clip, I raised my hood and I said, "You guys good with this?" And nobody was watching me; they were looking at the weld. And uh, I said, "You guys are good with this, right? You paying attention?" Well, I did one more, and it was a six G uh, standing back here, and I had a, a table behind me, I had my coffee cup on it, and I was running uphill on six G for the root pass. And I raised my hood and I took a big old long pull off the coffee. Somebody got a hold of that thing and it went nuts all over. Uh, it, I, it was raped my weld or somebody over in England may have picked it up. They put it out and it was uh, it just all over the place. And it was people like Hamar Aguilo with, with uh, weld tube at the time and uh, Scott Robbie, uh, Warrior Welding, Matt Arnold, they all kind of dogging me back and forth and whatnot. It was fun, you know. It was just we was it was respect. It was one-upmanship, uh, you know, just goofing around. But some people on Facebook took it real negative, way bad, and others, you know, understood what it was. It's not hard to do, really, but wow, you really kind of really kind of got to see people's mentality and their. I don't know. The haters are on Facebook and and a lot of negative questionable content on there i had to take some of them aside some of them claimed to be chief inspectors and yada yada and i sent them a picture of the root pass of when i raised my hood and it looked better than when i was had two hands on the stinger and was trying you know Mm -hmm. it's just one of those accident things but some of it goes nuts some of it goes uh really good some of it gets negative in a hurry and that's what we try to avoid but uh good community out there uh a wealth of knowledge you pick up little tips and tricks and all kinds of good stuff if you're paying attention anyway sure. but i don't know a favorite project video just because there's been so many of them you know i'm just i'm i'm appreciative that i was put in that position to be able to to do some stuff and have it seen i guess I don't know if I could pick a favorite right now. I just, I don't know.
0: Your um first lesson of welding, the running a straight bead, the welding 101 video, that has 5.9 million views right now. That's the number wow. one. Yeah.
1: That's crazy. Well, apparently there's some good info in there, so. Yeah. <laughs> People watch <laughs> yeah. it
0: multiple times. I've actually seen <laughs> yeah. on quite a few videos like that, that people will come back and they'll comment, "This is my tenth time watching this like they go back to it over and over again because maybe they haven't done that in a while and they need to touch up on it,
1: yeah that uh, you know that was this that was kind of a series I wanted to to get going we We touched on those and we kind of built some stuff around it, but uh, stick welding one one. MIG welding, TIG welding, take the, you know, take everything apart and just start from ground zero and build up on it and go, you know, Mm -hmm. um, those are the fun ones. I mean, though, you know, because the people that are getting into the, I say the, the viewership, the, the audience, some of them are beginners. Most of them are beginners. They want to learn a craft or a hobby. They want to get into it. Give them some, give them some good knowledge to go with. The advanced ones, uh, people that have been into it for quite a while, uh, they either don't watch or don't comment, or if they do, uh, they'll comment something, and and that's where you make a, another video off of it, take their mm-hmm. idea and their comment, and keep building on it. But the hobbyists, those are the, those are the strong supporters.
0: For sure, yeah, we definitely get a lot of questions, and then or comments and then they end up being like on our idea board and then they get approved and then assigned. Absolutely. Somebody. So that's I've had, how
1: uh, I've had people get a hold of me and they said, man, I'm, I'm down here. I mean, they're good friends of mine too. Uh, pipeline welders up here in the Midwest. And they go, well, I'm down here in Texas in the union hall around somewhere. And just, we're watching your videos. And I'm going, well, you guys need a laugh or something. What? And they goes, no, no, this is serious training. And I'm going, wow, that's cool. I'm touched, you know? So I've had people call and ask me, "Can I, can I show your videos?" And I don't say they say, "I'm just saying the word your videos, not mine, but Well.com videos." Can I, Can we show your Well.com videos in our classroom? Yeah. And they tell me where they're at and everything. They they say, well, "I'm down here in the shipyard or somewhere in Mississippi or something." I say, "No, no, you can't. You can't do that. Not till I come down and show you how to set it up, take a tour of your boats and stuff. You know."
0: right exactly we uh, <laughs> I, like,
1: I like those road trips you know
0: <laughs> you got to show them how to turn the computer on in the project oh
1: yeah yeah i gotta show them how to hit play you know
0: <laughs> that's right well so we've actually had we have about three advisors on board and they're all welding instructors as well in addition to you guys you and jason and um they've shared with us basically everybody that we've talked to that's a welding instructor said especially during the pandemic whenever they had to stop in-person lessons that they relied on weld.com to fill in spots of their curriculum that would have been in person and they were like what are we going to do that they would assign weld.com videos to their students to watch and then they would either like make them have like a little quiz or make them just reflect on what they watched and then by the time they were able to get in person then they at least were doing something along that time you know what I mean so we heard that quite a bit that it was important for them to have a resource like weld.com
1: absolutely uh I, I was personally I was in classrooms a lot of classrooms Simultaneously at that time, mm-hmm. I helped support a lot of different schools that would uh, want to have their students engaged either from home or in their limited classroom their online classroom and whatnot uh, and I felt that that was a a good opportunity a good honor to keep the to keep the interest in the the video thing going mm-hmm. uh, it was You know, it's interesting, you know, somebody calls up and they say, hey, can you do a demonstration on metallurgy for my classroom on Friday night? My question, my first question back to them is, what are you doing teaching a class on Friday night? Who does that? (laughs)
2: Night (laughs) class.
1: Yeah, the night class, all right. Anyway, uh, Friday night, uh, yeah, we do a a spark test. We do anything we can on, on metallurgy, and it worked out well. Actually, it worked out really well so
0: nice so you <clears throat> you said that your school personally everything is like back to normal you guys are in person and you guys like aren't really too much affected we, right now
1: yeah we uh we did we took of course we're you know we're careful we got the protocols but we it's like we took a an extended spring break is right. what happened
2: yeah
1: and it was infuriating for me because I'm trying to engage my own students that are here locally within the county or a couple of counties away, right here at the central US. Now, why is it I could get a hold of a hundred thousand people all around the United States, but I couldn't get a hold of my own students? It's mm-hmm. like they just disappeared. They use it as an excuse, some of them, and they wouldn't engage back. And and so in the last weeks of the semester, which by the way my eight-week class in that particular semester was supposed to be a continuation of gas tungsten arc welding. Mm-hmm. The first eight weeks is on structural. The second eight weeks after spring break is on pipe.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How do you teach gas tungsten arc welding pipe online?
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I issued, I reached out to the welding community, my insta Gramly, <laughs> And I said, hey, I need a little help. And I talked to a lot of heavy hitters around the industry. And I said, here's what I'm going to do, or here's what I want to do. Give me your thoughts. And I was, uh, I issued a dummy TIG torch just the head of it. Didn't have to work. It could be a, you know, it could be a dead soldier. Just had to have a back cap and call it, call it body on there. Or I could glue a piece of tungsten in there or a piece of filler wire. Uh, and I issued a couple of four inch pipe coupons that were tacked together and a piece of one foot long filler wire
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you go practice. If you're going to be quarantined, go practice. You can practice any weld, any position, both hands, free hand, walk in the cup, but go practice. Keep your hand-eye coordination in there. If you don't practice, I will be able to tell immediately when you walk back in the classroom, when walk, come back in the weld lab. And I did, I could tell immediately. If somebody was uncomfortable in their uh the just working with anything out there as far as the torch and the filler wire if they were fumbling around i knew instantly they didn't practice and they told me they they were honest they said i didn't practice as much as i should that's for sure i put it away and forgot about it they're probably on their computer gaming or playing something that they shouldn't have been netflix probably something <laughs> you know, probably watching Weld.com videos on MIG welding instead of gas pumps and our pulling pipe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
0: Anything but what uh, you, you know supposed to be doing,
1: right? Yeah, but you know, it's it was a tough time. And it, a lot of the people that I reached out to, it was, uh, hey, good luck with that. Let me know what you come up with. <laughs> I right. was confident in it already. I was confident in it. I'd already done something kind of like it. And I'd been exposed to something in the past uh, in a in the sports world that kind of clued me in on it and what to do I was confident in what I was going to do it's just the the hard part was how do you assess somebody you know if I if if I give you something to work on you're in wherever you're at Pennsylvania Florida or wherever how am I going to work with you and assess you and get you moving forward you know make sure we take care of uh, we don't have any bad habits that we're learning as far as the movement and muscle movement and all that kind of stuff, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That was the hard part, was the assessment. I didn't give out any A's. I didn't give out any F's. I just graded them accordingly, and and that's the way we went, so.
0: Yeah, that it's a, it is tough. Everything about that whole year, I'm sure that everybody would kind of, uh, like, erase it, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I... <laughs> I sat in faculty meetings, and in the back of my mind, I texted a couple of my constituents, my faculty, fellow faculty members, and I said, "I'm going to predict that people are going to use this as an excuse to not perform."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And for the most part, a lot of them have. It's like they've disconnected from education somehow. I don't, I don't know why that is. or Why would they would want to? But that's kind of what I'm experiencing, anyway. But I've seen that slide since about 2006, 2006 anyway.
0: Yeah, kids lately, I feel like even just from being involved with my daughter's school and like seeing, a you know, teenagers firsthand is that it's the excuses. So basically like whenever like, covid came around like there were like excuses like oh you know somebody had fever no school for a week and it's kind of like it gave them all like oh well then i can just say that i was exposed and you know how many people said that they were exposed and weren't or
1: oh exactly i i had i had one kid i think he quarantined himself three times (laughs) but he was on a wrestling team here yeah Uh, uh, you know it, it's just a no performance thing you know step aside
0: it's work ethic they yeah. have to, it, like there's so many was, you can't teach that if they don't want to work hard i was gonna i was gonna
1: it. get into that i was gonna i'm glad you said ethic work ethics uh who was it steve darnell that you had on recently yeah. yeah yeah well he's yeah he you know i gotta agree and i've been saying it for years and years and years and i'm glad he brought it up it's just it's work ethic mm-hmm. and we don't seem to have it anymore um it's a maturity thing. It's a, it's a, how you're raised. It's a, you know, it's a lot of things, but work ethic, if you can't come up prepared, uh, man, you're going to waste a lot of time. You're going to waste other people's time. For sure. And I I thought about this just last night I was in here working on something and, and uh, you know, for me to be fabricating, time is money, isn't it? Yeah. Well, if you, if you don't, if if we're working together and i you know i ask you hey uh measure that and divide that in half so i can get a center line mark on there you don't have a tape measure you don't have soapstone and you don't know what half of 23 and 3 quarters is now that falls back on work ethic to me i mean that's just now you're wasting my time standing here i got to do it all mm-hmm. so are you a helper are you a hand or are you are you an asset or are you a liability those that's what I kind of want to get back to, but when, when that, when I heard him say that the work ethic and you know, everybody's concerned with it. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a big deal. It's getting, it's getting to be a bigger deal.
0: Yeah, it definitely, I think anyway. So other than work ethic, Because that's, I mean, that's obviously something hard for a new student, a new student to learn, but it's also something that really can't be taught. I mean, you can preach it over and over, but if they don't want to be on time and if they don't want to come to class, if they don't want to study, those are things that are ultimately going to affect them personally.
1: Well, Well, they're not going to pass this welding program, (laughs) that's for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. I
1: mean, uh, and and it won't be, it won't be me. It won't be me removing them. They flunk themselves. You know, I've had that happen before. People will say, oh, I got kicked out of the welding program. No, you didn't. I've never kicked anybody out. I've graduated a lot of high-end people that are out making well over $100,000 a year. Mm -hmm. And I've released people that can't make the grade point average of 2.0, for crying out loud. By the way, it's hard to put a 2.0 graduate to work. Mm -hmm. It's hard to find them a job. They don't want them. Mm -hmm. you got to be up in that a b range or you got to be motivated you gotta you gotta do your thing gotta, gotta be hungry for quality skill and advancement
0: yeah school doesn't stop whenever you graduate
1: no it doesn't and you know i i go out and recruit a lot and i talk to a lot of different types of folks uh adults and high school kids and whatnot i go into high school and you know i first question I, I try to, they know that I'm down on their level. I'm not going in there to talk above them. I'm not, I'm, I'm there to give them straightforward advice. Uh, I ask them, how many of you are just dying to get out of high school? Well, the majority of them should be raising their hands. I question those that don't raise their hand. And then the very next question is, well, how do you, how many of you want to make a lot of money when you get out of high school? Of course, they all raise their hand. And then, then that, my question is, how are you going to do that? What's your plan? What is your plan? You're going to go to a four year and bomb out and psych and comp and all the high end math you're going to flunk out. What, what is your plan to make a lot of money? Mm-hmm. What are you going to bring to the table? Who's going to give you a lot of money? So Those are the types of questions, just an awareness thing. Uh you know, they don't have to they don't have to know what they're going to do the day they graduate. Most people don't. I know very few people that actually have known what they're gonna do. And those are usually the doctors and the lawyers and, and whatnot. But, you know, recruiting and, you know, I, you get, I, don't know who, I don't know who came up with this. It takes zero effort or zero talent to be on time, to be prepared, to be, uh, uh, I know I've heard Jason say it before, but those things are just, I mean, it's just the basic stuff. It's just basic stuff. And I don't know how we're missing it these days. I know that a lot of schools, uh, I'm highly concerned and always have been of schools, junior high and high schools, of preparing students for a lifelong path. You know, the, if, if high school students think that their learning ends the day they graduate high school, it's actually just the opposite. That's where you, the day you graduate is the day you really start learning. I, in my personal opinion.
0: That's very true. You're ju- you're just learning the, the tip of the iceberg. You're not learning what it really takes to get yourself to and from somewhere, to fill out an application, to oh, build man. credit, to Ball do skills. all the things you have to do. Like, I talk about that all the time, just as a mom, like that there are no life skills taught anymore, like senior, like, you know, senior. Exactly.
1: Years, like exactly. Dude, who takes have- home Mac? You know, who takes it. home Mac anymore?
0: No, they don't.
1: Do you, know, do you know a young man that's coming out of high school that can cook, do his own laundry, press his jeans, uh, take care of his bank account, haggle with the phone company and the electric company and anybody else manages money and all that? Do you know of anybody like that? Nope. There are very few, you know?
0: I try and make my kids sit with me whenever I do things like, you know, renew the, um, registration for the cars or oh, yeah. phone for yeah. whenever I do my, the oldest, our oldest daughter, she's 20. And I did help her do our taxes, but I made her do it. I got TurboTax. I had her sit next to me on her computer. I did mine on my computer and I would help her, but I said, listen, I'm not doing it for you because it's oh. not to help you at all. Like one day, you're not going to call me and put it on me to do it for you.
1: <laughs> right, Exactly. Um, and hopefully there's an appreciation and an awareness that came from that.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. She does. See, she tells people that she knows how to do it. And then they're like, oh, my mom did mine for me. And she's like,
1: what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the, this this coddling and enabling. And and I, I think that's where our, a lot of society has gone. Laziness, I guess. I don't know.
0: Yeah, parents have caused it. A lot of parents. Well, that yeah, they have. Do they they don't. En-
1: they, yes. Yeah, they don't engage with their kids. You know. Yeah.
0: They you'll cause notice a lack of work ethic.
1: Yeah, you'll notice that uh, when you're coaching little league baseball or something. You know. Yeah. They buy them the best of equipment. Doesn't mean anything unless you get off the couch and go play catch and go through some drills and some skills and. You know. Gee whiz, good parents buy their buy their kid a four or $500 welding hood or something and show up in class. Don't man, don't do that in here. It's not going to make you a better welder. Uh, Get your tools together. Go, go gather up your grandpa's tools. You'll have an appreciation for them. Mm -hmm. Learn how to run a file, not a grinder. Mm -hmm. Uh, Little things, just little things like that, you know, but work ethic, soft skills. I wish that there was a way and I've, you know, I've joked with my son. Won't you try to hang off my back pocket for the better part of the day? See if you can even hang, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, of course, you know we dog each other and mouth off to each other all the time. And he's he's come to me a couple times. they like, said, "Jeez, man, this <laughs> this is tough." Yeah. How
0: oh, old is he, your son?
1: Ah, uh, he's turned he's twenty-two now.
0: Okay. And what does he do? Is he in school right now or does he work?
1: He's in uh, his fabrication over near Grand Lake, Oklahoma.
0: Nice. So what would you say, other than the things we already discussed, the work ethic, what would you say is the hardest thing for a new student to learn about welding? Like what's the thing that you see the most struggle with?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Because it varies obviously with the individual um, overall, I want to say the background knowledge of this you know not only the math I think p- people are overwhelmed with the math and they get turned off by it mm-hmm. until you show them how cool it is and how necessary it is uh, background stuff you know remembering remembering things mm. Mm-hmm polarities, uh, gases, what goes with what, uh, you know. Of course, if you're involved in it and you're interested in it, to me, it's easy. But mm-hmm. for some reason, I find them struggling with it at times. Not necessarily on paper, but out in the lab itself when you watch them and they watch them work. Uh, you know, we'll, we've got multi machines. We'll do multiple Procedures, somebody may have had a stick-tig machine, shut everything down, it was still on DCEN, and somebody will go over and hook up, and they'll be doing a, a stick weld, and they want to run some 7018. Well, I can hear it clear across the shots. on the wrong polarity. You know, mm-hmm. I can. I just pick up on that, I can hear it. It's a different sound, it's snapping. And, and I'll walk over and I'll go, hey, how's it going over here? And I'll look at the and going, is that right? Do you like that? And they go, no, something, something just doesn't seem right. And I'm going, well, what, what is it? What could it be? I don't know. Well, you need to know. Yeah. And I'll go, look at your, look at your polarity. Is that right? Is that what 7018 runs on? Cause I've always known it to run on AC or EP and they'll go, oh crap. I didn't see that. <laughs> you know? I hear a lot of "oh crap moments out in the lab, but you know, it's not just any one thing. It's, uh, I'd say the most common is the math. Got to be the math. Mm-hmm. I think people are scared of it at first. Uh, if you don't know fractions, if you can't add them and subtract them, then you're going to struggle.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I I know this. I've even made bets with some students, especially recruiting. Oh, their parents are sitting right in front of them. I've had, I've had their teacher in front of them. And I'll say, I'll bet I know why you don't like math. And they'll go, okay, well, let's bet. You know, I got a dollar. Uh, your teacher doesn't care whether you get it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't know where you're going to use it. So therefore, you turn it off. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Pretty much it. Even bad words are geometry and trigonometry, and those are those are not cool terms.
0: Yeah, you just said two of my least favorite words. Oh I, man, I I'm do not like geometry at all. But,
1: but see, a lot of geometry these days is is theory and equations. It's not shapes. It's not doing stuff out. You know, it's not building anything it's not. You don't see it. Mm-hmm. Tech math to me is, a, is, a, is common sense. It's a size relationship. That's what it is to me. And, you know, therefore, you know, if I'm building something and I'm, I got a problem in front of me and I've crunched some numbers and I come up with something stupid small or stupid big, I know it can't be right. can't mm-hmm. be right. That's common sense. But if I come up with something and I go, oh, okay, that looks to be about the right angle. Let's that's, that's use that angle of 35 degrees or whatever it comes up to. You know, then, yeah, that's, that's seems, that seems to be in perspective. Let's work with that for a little bit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and that to me is all it is. I'm curious about, you know, laying out, uh, you know, it, I guess it helped me to go through a drafting program when I came out of high school. I was in a vo welding program. I went straight to a drafting and design program at a two-year community college. And I went back to a welding program in a four-year institution. And I was working with my dad in oilfield, so mm-hmm. drafting and design. And that was back in the days of manual drafting. I mm-hmm. was born in the wrong decade, thank you very much. Thanks, mom. It was right after I graduated uh, drafting and design, then along came computer drafting.
2: Right, and
1: that was somewhat easy, you know. But you know, you get that you get that perspective of how big something is, how how it works, why it's going to be put together that way. And there's where you learn your ticks tricks and tips of fabrication right there mm-hmm. how to, you're not you're not always looking for a shortcut but if one presents itself take it you know if you know how to do some math and know how to crunch some numbers and make things go easier better for quality you know cut some quality parts out man by all means go for it that's uh quality cells and junk just sells for junk you know
0: right you can't expect to so. go make a hundred dollars an hour if your if your weld is like barely nah. hanging on no nah. yeah no nah. so aside from the weld.com you know responses and replies your personal students that you've had at your college do you have a lot of them that come back to you like after like once they've been settled in their career Like, do they come back to you or, like, email you or reach out to you to ask you for, you know, more help? Or, you know, if they're looking to, like, advance, like, their skills and, like, learn something that they didn't learn in school, like, do you have a lot of people reach out to you?
1: Quite a few, actually. Uh, They want to, I always, uh, I always tell them, you know, when they leave, you know, shut your mouth, stay off your phone and uh, make a hand. And if you need anything, you're always welcome to come back. And I, you know, it's, it's, I want them to come back and practice up if they need it. If they're getting ready to take a test, they want to advance themselves. By all means, get your rear end in here and let's get you, let's get you comfortable. Let's get you practiced up. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of them call and ask a particular question about something that they are involved in at their current work. And, 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 it's interesting there's where I gain a lot of my knowledge you know they they come full circle they they ask me a question i'm going really i've i've not seen that before what are you doing? and they'll tell me, and I go, Wow, that's cool uh and I would look it up or they'll give me enough information and and uh but yeah they I've got a lot of people that do get a hold of me uh, some of them from years back, way years, way, way back uh. But they, it's it's always a uh, it's open door. You want to come in and practice up on something? If you want to want to uh, do a presentation on what you're currently doing, I've had those as well. Those are always fun.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, it's uh, it's good. I'm still waiting on the rich ones to come back and take me to dinner somewhere nice. You know, like <laughs> Scotch and sirloin or something in Wichita. I'm waiting for that limousine to pull up out back, pick up the old man. Let's go to dinner. You know.
2: <laughs> that's really <funny>. uh,
1: All right <laughs> i've had some good ones i've had a lot of good students and i'm at a disadvantage i see them in the grocery store at christmas time or something i recognize their face i don't know their name <laughs> i do not know their name i know i had them as a student at some time in my career starting in 1986 and till now and but man they know my name hey bob how you doing yeah <laughs> they can remember me backwards and forwards you know that's not right i just I, and they tell me their name i'm going god man i knew i knew i had you as a student and i can almost guess i can get within a couple of years when i had them yeah. you got to give me that i I can get within a couple of years time span but i don't some a lot of them i just i don't remember their name man i mean that's and i've had a lot of students if i think back how many i've actually taught over the years it's crazy
0: yeah
1: Whew. uh and I'll talk about work ethic and something that'll open doors. I worked with an old man when I was in sales. Uh, I remember his name, Leroy. Uh, uh, Byers, Leroy Byers, Leroy Byers. This guy was so personal. He, what he did was he delivered. He delivered cylinders. He delivered any of our welding supplies. But what this guy did was if he met you one time, he knew your name, your last name, your husband's name, your kids' names. He knew about how old they were. Not because he was prying into your life, because he's wanting to be personal. He'd see you in the grocery store, he would ask about your kids.
2: Mm.
1: Now, isn't that heartwarming? I mean, isn't that a nice yeah. conversation that you'd want to have? And that in turn opened up sales. That's what he was, that's what he was doing. You know, and he he took notes and he studied his notes. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should have been doing that with all my students. I should have been taking a photo file and.
0: That's what I was just gonna say. You could have had God. a big board with all their pictures. Oh in
1: God, i be a, carrying around a backpack. I'd have to link into a NASA satellite or something to pull up their picture. And they, oh, hey, I remember you, Greg. I'm, you know, <laughs> how you doing? Yeah. How's your wife? Oh, I divorced her seven years ago. You should have kept it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'll tell you, people are. <laughs> it's uh, it's fascinating you know what you run into over the years you know what what you what you care about you know as far as your interactions with people and stuff I always admired that about uh about Leroy he was a he was a very quiet soft-spoken kind of guy but you know he delivered nitrous oxide to the dentist oxygen medical oxygen and he knew he knew them all he knew everybody and it was I, I got to I got to watch him work that angle one day and I just I thought wow that's cool that's some good stuff right there so kind of kind of did that myself I was a lot of my background a lot of my respect comes from early ages of scouts boy scouts cub scouts all that kind of stuff and I had an old time Indian uh scout master and taught us a lot of the old ways of how to survive out on the land with nothing how to be respectful and all that kind of stuff, quiet, prepared and all that. So that's where a lot of mine comes from. Yeah. So.
0: Do you have class in session right now during the summer?
1: No, I don't. I don't. Unless you want to, I think about having a, well, I am uh, going to do my boot camp things. My um, One-on-one uh, Saturday seminars. I call them safety meetings or hangover parties or whatever you want to call them there, but. <laughs> We have uh, have uh, session, short sessions of people one-on-one and stuff. But if I did a formal class, it wouldn't be called a welding class. It would be called a weight loss class out here in this shop, you know. Because of the heat? Come on, you know, heat, heat and humidity. Come on in and we'll lose some weight together because we're going to sweat it out.
0: Get your it's, uh,
1: It's warm out there.
0: So do you have anything exciting planned for the summer? You guys going on vacation anywhere?
1: Uh, no, not really. Um, I don't have any big plans other than, I, I don't know if you'd call it exciting or not, but I'd plan on going down to Florida at some point in time and walking in on that well.com crew That's and good. see what they're up to. You know, it's going to be, it would be exciting. Um, I don't really have any big, big plans of anything. Again, I'm more concentrated on trying to get things Organize, get done with these renovations and get this channel up and going and uh, have some fun with it. I've already done. I mean, there's so many things I've been doing of which I can easily go back and shoot, but I, I got to get them done first. You know, can't yeah. can't put stuff on camera if the background doesn't look right. You're not prepared. So, yeah,
2: I hear you.
1: anyway, no real, no real, uh, no real exciting plans. I'm still waiting on that lottery plan to kick in. That was a joke, Jessica. Come on.
0: I I heard you.
1: <laughs> lottery, wait, not lottery plan to kick in or they I hope Vez will send me some dollars or something, you know, then I'll have some exciting plans.
0: Yeah. You better email her. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I really appreciate you talking to me. I'm sure that everybody will be excited to hear that you'll be down in Florida and that you'll get back in the lab at some point soon. And, Whenever you do have your first video, definitely um, message me or just let me know so I can share it with everybody. And well,
1: thank you. Got yeah. a lot of firsts. I mean, there's a ton of footage uh, I've got banked up here. And just, you know, again, um, just uh, getting the right stuff edited, make it clean, simple. Yeah. Go back and do some of those uh, goofy little one-on-one or one-on-one videos and stuff. Hey, here's how you do this. Let's do it.
0: Yeah. All right. That sounds good.
1: Is that it? We're good?
0: Yep. We're good. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I hope you guys were really excited to hear from Bob, and I can't wait to see him back in the weld.com studio. So until next time, go weld it out and head over to our YouTube channel. Make sure you click subscribe so you don't miss each week's new episodes. And until then, I'll talk to you guys later.